Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 125, The Rotating Accuracy. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Justin as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's lovely weather outside, but by the time this comes out, it might be January, so people might be like, Alex, what are you talking about? It's, what not, are you talking? <laughs> it's not lovely whatsoever. But right now, in, what are we, May 16th, it is lovely. <laughs> it is a beautiful day. Gotta get out. Yes, after we do this episode, unless I do the recording outside. I don't know how clear that will be, but you know, we can always no. try something new. <laughs> but you know what? The thing we're going to be doing outside today is actually talking about your hobby, which is pretty much done outside. I don't know how effective it is indoors, but probably more fun out- outdoors. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You can do it indoors, but the wife doesn't really like that too often. So <laughs> a Ricochet off the wall, like I'm trying to yeah, trick that's shots. Right. That's right. <laughs> but before we go into the topic of the day, I'm sure the listeners are curious to learn who is Justin? Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm a uh, certified teacher of Ontario. Uh, I typically teach French immersion and French immersion geography specifically, although I've taught uh, a a diverse range of courses. I've been teaching for about 10 years as well. Um, I'm married uh, to a beautiful wife named Lindsay, uh, who is also a teacher and have a dog named Riley. No kids at the moment, just yet, uh, perhaps in the near future. Uh, And my passions are uh, just regular golf. I love mountain biking, snowboarding, pretty much anything outdoors, uh, gaming, guitar, and uh, yeah, disc golf. So we're going to put all those into the topic of today somehow. We're going to talk about uh, mountain biking while playing some disc golf. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. We'll add them together. That's right. And uh, I did not know you did uh, French because French is my first language. So it's perfect. Oh, there you go. So you're probably even better than me. So (laughs) Well, I have my parents yell at me both in English and in French. So, you know, classic household. (laughs) Yeah, no. My parents put me in it when I was uh, really young in kindergarten. It was a full French school. And, uh, you know, it was just an advantage that I had uh, to use uh, Mm -hmm. for a future career. Well, there you go. And then too bad there's no advantage for this podcast, but if the, if there no. was, and then you have the advantage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and before we jump into the topic of today, do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you'd love the listeners to come check out? Yeah. So uh, I started a, uh, a channel, a YouTube channel uh, a few months ago, and I have other social media as well. So it's basically, I have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and email, and it's uh, all written the same. So it's just just disk. JD. Uh, so in, in any of those social medias, if you just write just disc JD, you should be able to find me and uh, and find what I'm about. Perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can go check that out very easily by clicking it and then just show some love and show some support. Perfect. Thanks. And now we're going to jump into the topic of today of disc golf. Now, mind giving a definition of what that is for people who might not know what disc golf may be. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, there's some people know of it, some people don't. Uh, it's basically golf, uh, but with a frisbee or disc. Most people know it as a frisbee. However, uh, we call it a disc because it is quite different. It's uh, quite a bit heavier. It's quite a bit thinner as well. It really kind of cuts through the air. You have to kind of throw it hard to get it to do what you want. Uh, but basically, like I said, it's it's like golf. Instead of putting into a hole, you're putting into a chained basket. Um, there's 18 holes. You want to get it, you know, finish the course in as few strokes as possible. Um, and yeah, no clubs, just discs. There's, uh, there are putters, mid-ranges, and drivers. So there's different types that you can use. 
And uh, yeah, you really have to use your whole body to uh, throw it properly. And it's pretty much very comparable to regular golf where you have to use your whole body as well. So it's not always, you know, who has the biggest muscles, I would say, uh, that's going to do the best. And I can imagine the, uh, like when you play golf, when you hit the ball, the wind does play a role into it. But I would imagine with the uh, disc, it's a lot more like there's a bigger it, impact yeah. if there's just a giant gust of wind that's just like, all right, you're going left now. <laughs> yeah. On windy days, it's uh, it's way more difficult, I would say. Uh, almost sometimes unplayable. There are certain discs that you can use that'll cut through the wind a little bit better. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough when there's wind. All right. So you just got to like wait for that perfect moment when there's no wind. And then of That's course, right. what happens is that there's it's too calm and then the wind comes like, yeah, I'm coming in now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it can do some, you know, you see a, when you watch a regular golf ball fly, yeah, it moves a little bit left, a little bit right. But when you see a disc get affected by the wind, it can really do some strange things, which makes it fun as well. So do not play it during a tornado. That's a, just no. a piece of advice. The disc will just no. keep on going in circles around the tornado. <laughs> yeah, do not do not do that. And for you, how did you actually get introduced to disc golf? Was it a person, an event, or you saw a disc on the ground? You're like, you know what? I can throw that pretty far. Yeah, no, it was actually uh, it was actually my dad. Uh, he picked it up in California. He mentioned to me that that's where it originated was California. And I think where the company uh, Innova is located. They're the first to kind of make discs. And uh, yeah, so he picked it up in California, you know, came back to live uh, with uh, my mom in Canada. Um, and, you know, he, he played it. And I knew he played it. He had some some discs and I went out with him from time to time, but really wasn't thinking much of it. Uh, but I but I started to really get into it. We have a, a summer family reunion uh, in Northern Ontario in a place called La Fontaine. I'm sure a lot of people don't know of that place. But uh, we we played uh, we we do that every year. We started. I was kind of in my uh, late twenties and I'm sorry, not late twenties. Sorry, uh, my it was in my early teens and late twenties that we started doing that. And it became a tradition, and we'd really just have uh, barrels as targets, and we made a a nine hole course on their property. And uh, yeah, so I just started with one disc, and I just slowly got more into it. Uh, and at the same time. I was uh, playing a regular golf uh, pretty consistently as well. Do you still own the first uh, disc you've ever gotten or is it's gone forever? Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I still have that first disc. It's a uh, it's called uh, Champion Boss by Innova. And it's a probably one of the worst discs you could have started <laughs> with, to be quite honest with you. It's one of the hardest to throw. It needs the biggest arm to throw. Uh, but it actually taught me how to throw a disc properly. Uh, and it's still one of my go-tos, to be quite honest, since I've used it so much. It, it always has this skip off the ground finish that I rely on. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a favorite of mine. So actually, on that note, how many discs do you have? Oh, that's a, that's a good <laughs> question. You know what? You start with a few and then you say, oh, this is all I need. And then you get better and you get better. And then you start realizing that, you know, I need this one for this type of shot and this one for this, you know, other type of shot. And it, uh, I, how many do I have? I don't know. I, my wife wouldn't even be able to tell you either. I'd say probably around maybe 30, something like oh, that. Wow. Maybe even more than that, maybe 50. I don't know. The other thing is you pick some up, you find some, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I've actually probably have a good 10 that I've just found on the course. Actually, on that note, I, I know I keep saying that a lot, but you know how in golf you could always change your clubs to determine the right style or the right way to hit the ball? Yeah. Can you do that for disc golf? So let's say you start off with one that flies far away and then you want one that has a slower range but uh, more accurate? Yeah, and that's that's basically the idea is uh, you start uh, yeah having some for different types of shots. Um, you know, again, you have like a mid-range that – 
you can throw it hard and it's going to really fade left uh, really quickly. You have others that maybe will hold a little bit more of a right turn and even stay right. So uh, disc selection does become important as you get better. Um, but really, anybody, if you're just getting into it, you can you can shoot par with just one disc. Uh, you don't need to have, you know, a massive collection to be, you know, to be good. Yeah, you don't know. You might even find some discs on the ground or in the tree or in the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and usually they uh, usually they have like a name and a number. Most people put their name and number on it and I'll give them a call and sometimes you'll get an answer. Sometimes you won't. It, it really depends. And some people forget to, and Hey, it's a free disc. So there you go. Actually, uh, speaking of which, do you have any customized disc? Like I'm sure you have your phone number and name on it, but do you have like some that has a cool design when you throw it? Well, not when you throw, it, but just has a cool design. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Um, there's, uh, there's, you know, you can find it even on Reddit. There's people who just do their own designs. There's ways of putting art on your, on your disc. And you know, it's something that I'm looking to do in the future. I haven't jumped the gun yet. I I like the way they look right now. But, uh, you know, as they get beat up, sometimes the whole image on the front, the whole writing on the front just gets all scratched off. And then, yeah, maybe putting a design on that would be nice. I, I can see you getting pretty creative with that. I would, I'd love to see all the designs you'd make up. He's like, Alex, I made this. Alex, I put your face on it and I'm throwing the disc at the, th at the tree right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, and it, it's funny and they all have names. I mean, the discs all have names and some of them are really cool. Some of them are really weird. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you call it out when you're when you throw it and you do a good shot. It's it's nice being like, yeah, that was that. That was that wombat. That was that Mako. I made it happen. So uh, it's fun. I could also imagine you making a disc with your face on it with like a dizzy kind of like feeling like you're feeling sick. So when you throw it, it's rotating. It just That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right, man. There's a lot of cool things that you can do. And again, there's a lot of people online who are already doing that. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, the possibilities are endless. Endless, for sure. Now, for you, what would you say is the best part about disc golf on a personal and an emotional level? Yeah, well, there's a few things I would say. Uh, first thing is I just love the ability to play with friends and family. Like different, it's different from regular golf because you can only have like a, you know, a pairing of four and you have people telling you to move quickly. Whereas this, it's just you can have a massive group of like 10 people, you can be chatting about different things. And then, you know, it's time to shoot, you shoot, and you go back to chatting. So I really like just that aspect of just being able to play and talk about, you know, a diverse range of things. I also love just being outside in nature, kind of why I like, you know, mountain biking, regular golf and uh, snowboarding, things like that. It's just away from everything. It's peaceful, uh, you know, getting away from those little silly issues of life. Sometimes, you know, you're a uh, student I've dealt with that I just kind of want to get off my mind. It's perfect to kind of be out there and uh, throw in some discs. Um, and a couple other things I would say, uh, you know, I just love trying to shoot low scores consistently. I like trying to beat my best or beat my friend. I have one friend that we're very competitive. We don't really say it, but we're we're always neck and neck towards the last hole. And it's just uh, it keeps things very interesting. And, and yeah, that, that I would say those are my, uh, that's what I really like about it. But I like, I like how you have that competitiveness with your friends, like your arch nemesis, your rival. So it kind of yeah. like pushes you to keep getting better, but you're all, both of them, both of you are like, oh no, no, this is a friendly game. I'm going to destroy him. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I met him in teaching. He actually works at my school and, uh, I showed him the game. This is another thing that's great about it is I showed him the game and, you know, he, within, he, you know, he tried it. He's like, okay, it's pretty cool. And. Then I, I played with him three months later and he's already shooting par. The guy's like super addicted. Uh -oh. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and he's, you know, and he's got different technique than me, but somehow we always, 
we always meet around the same score. Um, so it's great having him, ha- having the ability to play with him because uh, he keeps me going kind of thing. And speaking of technique, I'm sure there's different ways to throw the disc. What is your preferred way to throw it? Uh, yeah, my preferred way, um, there's two ways that you can throw. There's a f- uh, backhand, which is the traditional way. And then there's a forehand or a sidearm. And, you know, I really like both because sometimes you need because if you throw a forehand, the disc is going to want to curve to the right when it finishes. And if you throw it back in, it's going to want to curve to the left. So you use it for different type of uh, holes. Uh, but lately in the last two years, I picked up the sidearm, the forehand, and uh, it's given me a lot more distance for for driving. So uh, I've really been liking it and using it quite a bit. And so the forehand's kind of becoming my go to these days. And so you're trying to get more distance, which is ideal for a long, long uh, field. So for you, how far have you ever thrown the disc? You know, it's, it's a good, <laughs> got to sound good here. Um, no, uh, you know, I, it's, I would say I could probably throw to a maximum of 350. Wow. You know, if you, if you're talking about pros, they can go up to about 500, 550. It's ridiculous. Um, so I can say, I'd say about 350, I, more consistently, more towards the 300. But yeah, and, uh, and a lot of holes are, are around that, around 300. Uh, it depends. Sometimes they're a par four and they're like 450, 500. But yeah. Have you ever gotten a hole in one? You know what? I have. And I've had quite a few, which is crazy. So with regular golf, I never had a hole in one. I skimmed the hole a whole bunch of times. No, not one. And then disc golf for a good few years, no hole in one at all. And then all of a sudden I got one. And then within the span of a year and a half, I got another five. So it was great. It's it was crazy um, how all of a sudden I just started racking up all these holes in ones. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's been nice to be able to say, hey, I've had six, but uh, it's a lot. Again, it's a lot easier to get them than uh, than regular golf. I could imagine the first time you got it like, all right, what did I just do? Did that actually happen? Like, (laughs) yes, I know. I mean, one of them was a hit off the tree and into the basket. So I was like, okay. I'll take that. There's a little <laughs> bit of a bit of luck sometimes, but it's uh, it's 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 a great feeling, and it's awesome when you have people there to kind of kind of watch it happen. And then what I do, not everybody does this, is I tend to write on the back of the disc the course, the hole, what I got that hole in one on. That's kind of cool. It's like a it's like a trophy system. Like yeah, this disc has one hole in one. This one has yeah. five. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and there's one. I have two. I have two on one disc. So. Uh, it's hard to get rid of that disc. I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to this for a while. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to throw it and lose it because that's like the lucky disc. No, definitely, definitely. And f- speaking about losing, you know, sometimes you can get lost in water, in the bushes and trees. So for you, where is your preferred place to play disc golf? Like what is the ideal environment? Uh, you know, I love forested areas, to be quite honest, rather than just kind of big open areas. I do have a course close to me that I do play. It's like a two minute drive away. So it's hard not to just play there every day. But anywhere there's courses, to be honest, uh, I don't want to drive like, you know, five hours to go play somewhere. But I have about uh, in southern Ontario, about maybe three, four courses that I can play around the area that are about, uh, you know, maximum half hour away. There's not as many, I should say, as uh, regular golf courses, but there, there are enough. Now, you mentioned you, you like playing in the woods. Do you like doing, let's say, I wouldn't guess, I guess I'd call them trick shots, but like curving around the trees. Do you enjoy doing those or are you like more of a open field kind of like? Yeah, I mean, it, I love I love pulling off certain shots that are required. Again, this can do, you know, some interesting things where, you know, you hit a golf ball, for instance, and you're trying to make a curve left. Okay, and it curves left. But with a disc, you can start a shot 
going left and then have it come back, you know? And so uh, there's a lot of cool little trick shots that you can do um, to, to get the disc to the basket and to just try and shoot par or get a birdie. That's so cool. I bet you it was like a lot of practice and you're like, cool, I like this style. And do you name your shots? Like, all right, I'm going to pull the Justin throw. <laughs> I don't know. I'm no, really bad at naming. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, there's, there's only, you know, we got, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we got a Mako, it's a disc called a Mako 3. It's one of my favorite discs. And we like to joke, say, okay, I'm going to make it happen with the Mako 3. And, uh, you know, there's, there's different names that you can, uh, I'm trying to think of another one that I may have, you know, time to use my boss, boss it up. Like, I don't know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. We joke around a bit. And are you superstitious? Like you have to do a certain routine before you throw or you have to wear a specific shirt? Because I know sometimes <laughs> some people are like that, but maybe you are, maybe you're not. Don't know. Yeah, well, it's uh, I, I'm sorry to keep saying back to, to regular golf, but it's the same thing. You have to have a bit of a routine on your approach. Um, you know, you, it's like a, it's like muscle memory, right? So you know, you, you have a certain way that you step into the shot and release the shot. And, uh, that just takes a little bit of practice and you kind of develop it naturally, uh, a routine that works to get the, the disc to go where you want it. And speaking about routine, I say speaking about so much, how often do you go play disc golf? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I try and play as much as I can. I would say every day or every other day. Uh, and it also depends on weather and work as well. Um, but I'd say, you know, if I were to pick during a week, probably four times a week, uh, is pretty, pretty good, uh, guess. And what I love about it is that you can, you can go out uh, quite often because a round only takes about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the course compared to regular golf, where it's, uh, you know, a five hour ordeal, sometimes, sometimes six hour, and it just takes way too long. So that's what I love about it is I play it often because you can play it quickly, um, and I also get to walk my dog. That's another great thing is I get to walk my dog with me while I'm playing disc golf. So I kind of save time in that way. Uh, cause, uh, you know, I just leave her off leash. She follows me around while my wife and I and friends and, uh, you know, we're taking shots and the dog gets a walk at the same time. I could just imagine you throw the disc and a dog chases the disc. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some, if there's another dog on the course, there, you know, potentially could bite, you know, one bite of these discs and you got dents in it and it'll still fly, but <laughs> Dude, my dog doesn't do that. I trained her pretty early not to do that. <laughs> Don't go fetch. It's like, oh, but it's a disc. It's a disc. It's flying. Oh, it's calling me. <laughs> yeah. Although I'd like her, I'd like uh, her to be able to find them sometimes, but uh yeah, I never taught her that. <laughs> it's not a golden retriever, it's a disc retriever. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's a small dog, a really small dog, not uh, not one that hunts. If anything, it would be one that gets hunted. So, <laughs> Oh, wow, okay. And that's, I guess it's the same for my dog too. <laughs> and now this, I guess it's kind of like a scientific question, but I don't know if it's I'm asking this correctly, but do you prefer playing on hotter days or cooler days? Like does the disc fly better when the heat is rising or is it better when it's cool? Yeah, it's better when it's warm. I mean, we, you can, a lot of people do play and I do play, you know, in the cooler temperatures or the winter, just because again, it's, it's always open usually these courses. Uh, but it's much better when you have a little bit of warmth, the disc can fly, uh, longer, um, and, and, and farther. And how much does it usually cost to play both the courses and the equipment? Yeah, it's, it's something I, I preach to so many people about the game. It's the best. It's, it costs nearly nothing to play this game. Uh, that's why I highly recommend it. I mean, for a disc, you're looking at about 10 to $25 for a disc. Mm -hmm. And again, you only really need one. And then most courses are free, um, which is great. 
I mean, maybe as the game gets bigger and bigger, they're going to be charging and, and whatnot. But if you play at a conservation area, they usually have a cost to get into their, you know, they're on their property. Uh, but in general, it's usually free. So what do you got? You got one disc, maybe, you know, 20 bucks and you can you can go out and play. And that's all you got. to That's all you got to spend. And you can play all and you can play all day, too. Like you play the conservation, $15 to get on, $10 to get on. And then you're able to play for the entire day. And I could also imagine you can make an improv course by just going to a park. Yeah, that's what's really good, too, is I mean, it depends how serious you want to be. Right. Uh, but you can use like we've done that all the time. Uh, we're actually going to go later today and play on my uh, grandparents property. And, you know, we got a couple nets, but then the other targets are barrels or they're a tree or something like that. And so all you got to do is hit it and then you get your you, you get, you know, your par or your birdie or whatever. There's a game. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but it's like a barrel with a slit in it. And you're playing. Okay. Against oh, Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I know that game. It's like a drinking game, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you get, you get to smack the disc out of the air. I'm guessing I have a feeling it's taking inspiration from disc golf. Potentially, potentially. Yeah, it's uh, these discs are just they're they're way different than a Frisbee. Uh, you just got to kind of feel one uh, to to understand. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, lo I love playing that game. And I actually I played disc golf a few times and I enjoy it. And you know what? You're getting me pumped up to do it again. I don't. I don't have a disc. Maybe I'll throw a kitchen plate. My wife won't I be happy. I can send. <laughs> I can send you some. I can send you some. You just gotta let me know, uh, because uh, you know that's what's great too. Other people who play it. They've got so many discs usually, and you know some that just don't throw the same for them anymore. So they'll 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 lend you them or they'll give you them. I just imagine when you said you'll send me some, you're like you're gonna go out of your front door and just throw it, and it's just gonna come to yeah, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, it's completely possible. Yeah, that's no problem. I'm breaking no the problem. laws of physics. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so for you, do you have any inspirations when it comes to the world of disc golf? Um, you know, it's a good question. When I was getting better, I was like, oh, this would be great to to maybe make it be a professional. And, you know, there are a few out there who make a living off it. Usually they get more money from their sponsors than they do from the the tournaments. But it's not something that's, you know, necessary for me. Uh, I do have a, a good paying job that, uh, you know, provides me a good amount of time to distill. You know, would I like to make it big, though? Of course, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Uh, but, you know, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. And, uh, Really, I, I just I just enjoy it. And when I played, you know, real golf, I did do some competitive rounds. And, you know, it's great when you play well, but it's terrible when you when you when you don't play well. And uh, it can kind of what I've learned from competitive sports, I would say, is that it can take the fun out of the game. So uh, it's nice keeping it casual, at least for now. But, you know, as for my channel or the social media outlets, you know, it's something that I would like to see grow and not just for, you know, my benefit. And, hey, look, I got this many followers, but it's also it's really about like promoting the sport, you know, helping people get better, teaching them it, making it grow and see how and let them know how great it, it truly is. And that is why I have you here to do exactly that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you mentioned competitiveness. Have you ever done competitive dis, uh, disc golf? You know, again, no. I, I mean, I, I'm in a league, a disc league that I play in. Um, but, you know, again, it's something I'm I'm looking at getting into. Um, you know, there's different levels that you start off and uh, start off at and then you kind of work your way up. Uh, so it's, uh, I'm looking at it, uh, kind of hard right now with the situation that we have, but it's, it's something I would uh, like to, uh, look into. 
looking to like just give it a try. Oh, that's completely fair. And then- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know I like again, I shoot pretty, pretty well, I would say. Uh, but, you know, just like anything in the world, usually there's somebody who's a little bit better than you at it. So 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 it's it's hard to, to give it a go, but I, I'll probably give it a go. Well, on the bright side, you're a lot better than me. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And to be that much better, what would you say are your strongest qualities? Is it strength, technique, uh, the ability to read the terrain? Yeah, I would say it's uh, definitely my putting. Um, over the last couple of years, that's something that I would say people tend to notice and say, hey, you know, you're a really good putter. Uh, and really, it's similar to regular golf where it, that's where you gain, uh, you know, you save all your strokes. You know, if you can make a putt, you know, 20, 30, 40 feet away pretty consistently, you're going to save a lot of strokes. So uh, I have a, a net at home uh, that I bought and my wife at first was like, why are you buying this? <laughs> but uh, I, bu- I bought and I do practice. Um, and it's the one thing that takes a lot of time. You, you really got to work at your technique to be able to flight it properly. Um, but yeah, that would be my best. And I'm also pretty good at um, just playing the course and playing it safe. Uh, you got to just know when certain shots should be avoided you know you it's just like again sorry to say but just like regular golf you're you're trying to avoid the mistakes rather than always just trying to get the birdies and uh playing the course i would imagine you've played a fair or your fair share of courses is there anywhere in the world that you'd love to try playing some disc golf uh you know good question i'm not super familiar with you know, all of the courses that are out there um, that that some of the pros play, um, you know, I'd like to perhaps play in Finland because I know in Finland, that's where the sport is the biggest. It's actually really, really popular over there. So I'd like to perhaps go to Finland, play some of their courses in the future. They also have a good education system that the world should admire. But <laughs> but uh, I'd like to go over there. That'd be awesome. I did play, however, um, it's where they play the Canadian Nationals on uh, a PEI, Prince Edward Island. Um, and I did play that course and that was uh, a great experience, you know, playing where some of the pros play and they even put that on YouTube. So it's pretty cool. I don't know if this is, uh, still accurate. I think golf was part of the Olympics at one point is if it's, it is still, would you actually like to see disc golf in the Olympics? Yeah, it's a, it's a far stretch for, for right now, but I would love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, same thing. Like people think, oh, golf or disc golf, it's not that, you know, athletic and it really is. It requires a lot of skill. Uh, you really have to use your body. You get sore pretty quickly if you're throwing a lot of discs or, you know, hitting a lot of shots. So, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And I think it's moving towards that, you know, popularity slowly but surely. I mean, I think it only started they started producing discs in like the 19 late 70s or 80s. Don't quote me on that. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's fairly new. Um, and I think it's just it's growing a lot more since, you know, regular golf is is diminishing a little bit because of the world expanding. And, you know, we don't have room for all these massive courses. And, you know, a disc golf course is usually, I don't know, like one fourth a regular, you know, golf course. So uh, I think it's moving that way. I think it's getting more popular. And, you know, um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I think there's also a thing called soccer golf, where instead of the actual golf ball, it's a soccer ball you kick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've actually played on uh, some golf courses with, uh, you know, some of those so- soccer holes. And it's it's pretty cool. Um, definitely something I'd like to try in the future. I love how they can just turn like a lot of things into golf. That's kind of cool. But disc golf is 
it feels like it's smoother. It's gliding through the air. It's just <laughs> it's cool watching a shot, watching a disc fly. And when you especially when you throw it right, it's uh, it's a good feeling. And it's the same th- feeling you get when you hit a good golf shot. So and I would imagine you lose a lot less disc than you would a golf ball. Yes, you do. I mean, the other th- <laughs> one thing I would say, though, is that, you know, not all the courses are well maintained. So, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a jungle out there. And yeah, you can lose a disc depending on the color as well. So yeah, get the color, the exact same color as the terrain. That's the sure yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually green. I actually have a few green discs, which it's pretty stupid, but uh, there are some green discs that you can use. I've seen, I've even seen brown. So oh. I don't even know why they make that, but uh, <laughs> that's oh a funny goodness. one. Oh my goodness. Like you got some see through ones as well. Oh, yeah. There's black. So I've seen black. Like, oh, geez. So um, I wouldn't be using those. Yeah. <laughs> actually, speaking of which, what would be the best color so you don't, you actually keep track of the disc when it's in the air, like a yellow or a neon pink? Anything fluorescent, uh, neon, yellow, orange, uh, those are some good colors. But I'm one who likes to have a whole diverse range of colors. I don't like having too many of the same color. Um, I've seen one guy playing. Uh, he, I guess he's obsessed with pink discs. All of his discs are pink. So, you know, <laughs> people choose different things. But, uh, yeah, ideally the best colors would be just, just the typical bright ones. Yeah, and you don't lose them. And if you f- do lose them, they're probably a lot easier to find than a brown or green disc. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And hopefully, you know, somebody calls you back because you have your number on it. But that's not always the case <laughs> until they play with it and then they lose it. Then you find it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be amazing. I've heard of people like, you know, somebody finding their disc, you know, in a different province being like, by the way, I have your disc here. Uh, somebody brought it over, whatever. Right. So it's it's pretty funny. Pretty interesting. It's got some stamps on it as well. So where it's traveled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So and they last they last a long time. These discs, I mean, their flights do change over time. To, you know, if you have a disc that typically goes left really hard, uh, you know, over time, it's going to maybe just start flying just straight uh, or maybe even start going right. But uh, they last a while. And is there a proper way to maintain these discs so they last a lot longer? I would say uh, keep them out of the sun. You know, if it's baking in the sun, that can definitely change it. It also depends on the type of plastic that you purchase. And don't get me started on the type of plastics. I actually made a vi- <laughs> I actually made a video on this on my channel about it, just describing it to people because it can be very confusing. But, uh, you know, there's different qualities of plastic that you can buy. And like I said, you can buy discs for maybe 10 bucks, but you know, maybe one hit off the tree and it'll have a massive nick in it and it's going to fly differently. Whereas if you have a $25 one, uh, you know, it hits a tree, you're going to notice nothing on it. So it just depends on the plastic. So yeah, you got to do your research beforehand. And in order to do that, go check out all of Justin's links here. Yeah, Look at sure, that. Segue sure. to that. For you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started playing disc golf? You know, I would say just how learning how to throw the disc properly, learning how to put your body into it. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they first start out, they're just throwing with their arm and not moving forward. You really need to have this momentum moving forward, you know, twist of the hips kind of thing. Um, so I would say that was, you know, biggest challenge for me and pretty much for everyone else. And yeah, also, as I mentioned previously, just, I started with a 13 speed disc, which is the highest speed disc, um, that you can buy and meaning that you need to be able to throw it at a 13 speed to get it to fly properly. And uh, so I started with a hard disc to play with, but it got me, uh, got me better quite quickly, actually. So are you able to throw with both arms or are you just more comfortable with one of them? Uh, with, oh, like my left arm. Yeah. No way. I suck. At my <laughs> I can't do anything with my left arm. Unfortunately, I'd hate to lose my right arm to be honest. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Have you ever tried throwing with the left arm? Just to see I have. That? Yeah. I'll, I'll do it on putts, like really short putts that I know I'm going to get it in. 
but it's also a great excuse, right? Oh, I tried it with my mm-hmm. left eye. I guess I have to redo it, do it my right now. So, uh, so yeah. You're like reading the terrain. It's crap. I'm not going to get this. Oh, uh, yeah. Le- use yeah. my left arm. <laughs> yeah, that's another video I want to make. The excuses disc golfers make when when things don't go their way. So, so there you go. Okay, I got to ask you, what are some common, let's say, excuses people would use if it's a thing? Yeah, um, well, that could be one, you know, or I wasn't taking the putt seriously. Let me try that again. You know, I thought I was going to get it in anyway. So let me try that again. Or, or oh, I grabbed the wrong disc. That wasn't <laughs> the right disc. Or, or oh, you know what? I got to get rid of that disc. It's just not working for me anymore. There's there's, ton, there's so many excuses like regular golf because uh, it can be difficult, but it's definitely not as difficult as uh, to, yeah, the typical golf. Oh, the sun was in my eyes. And oh, I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. That's why. Yeah. yeah or my dog. My dog's a great excuse. That's another one is uh, uh, I don't use it myself. Well, I actually know I have. <laughs> but, but for someone else, like if someone else is throwing, the dog all of a sudden runs in front. I'm like, okay, you got distracted. You can throw again. So they... There you go. I could just imagine you saying, oh, yeah, well, oh, no, I left the oven on. Oh, you left the oven on? Yeah. Let's keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, what is your current biggest challenge these days? Um, I would say probably not buying any more discs. That's that's probably my biggest challenge. You know, keeping what you got, uh, using what you have. Um, I'd like to also get a little bit more distance out of my backhand, but I'm I'm working on it. But uh, yeah, I'd say those are my two, uh, my biggest challenge. Yeah. And has disc golf ever stressed you out? And if so, what do you do to de-stress from your de-stressor? You know, it's it does sometimes if I'm not playing well, uh, especially if my the buddy that I typically play with is starting to to bug me about how he's, you know, got his uh, fourth birdie in a row or something <laughs> like that. But no, you know, I, I've, I've learned to relax. It's it's a game also where you can't get worked up. Like, you know, you double bogey the first hole, for instance. There's no point in getting worked up because you don't know what the game's going to give you that day. You you might get, you know, a hole in one. You might get three birdies in a row, you, you know. So it, it, I try not to get stressed out. Maybe towards, you know, the 18th hole and we're tied, maybe I'll get a little bit stressed, but it's all fun. And uh, yeah, there's no point in getting too worked up about it. Has it ever happened to you that it was like Murphy's Law where just something went bad and it just kept on being bad? Yeah, some days, you know, some days you get like just bad shot after bad shot, like bad breaks. Sometimes you'll get like a triple tree hit. It'll go tuk, 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 <laughs> and it'll go like way off to like some spot you've never been before. You have a shot. <laughs> in hell you know getting it back um so it it can happen and some days you get really good kicks and uh it's all working out for you so it's just the way it goes and for those d- good days you're probably like yeah yeah i meant to do that yeah that tree yeah, planted that, it there 20 well, years always, ago to grow so i can throw it and hit it off that tree today <laughs> that's always the joke right I, you know i meant to you know or you'll you'll throw it you know there's a big straight way you're supposed to throw it you'll throw it it'll somehow go left and then start coming back right through this like tiny little gap and you're like yeah i meant to do that i meant to, I meant to put that there it's all skills do it again uh well you know what i'm kind of tired yeah, the oven's still right. on and uh <laughs> that's right <laughs> and and now to a darker side what are some misconceptions about people who play disc golf yeah misconceptions you know it's it's a hard one to answer i don't know too many um, I don't think there are many, um, you know, I'd have to ask people, I guess people what they might think, but, uh, maybe that it's not as fun as regular golf, you know, maybe I think because it's not on TV or it's not taught in schools as much that maybe it's not a good sport. And I think that's the biggest influence of it being popular or not. is just that people don't see it, 
you know, on TV as much and they think, well, this can't be that good. But really it is. And uh, that's actually changing, in my opinion, because uh, there's some good broadcasting that's happening th uh, through people's channels on YouTube. One of them people may know uh, if you play disc golf is Jomez Pro and they're really kind of bringing the game to a to a new level. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would say that maybe it's not as good because it's on TV and maybe also that like weird people play it. I don't know because they don't know about it as much. Uh, perhaps people think people that play it, that it's cheap. You know, people are cheap for, for playing it. I don't, I don't really know, to be honest, but, uh, definitely that maybe it's not as fun as uh, regular golf. It's, I, I've always loved games with accuracy, things that you have to like try to calculate to just get it on the right spot. That's always been my favorite type of activity. Yeah, it's a really rewarding one, and uh, and there's nobody to blame, right? There's it's you, it's you versus the course. Uh, you don't have to rely on you know five different players on your team or whatever it is, whatever sport you're playing to kind of get the job done. It's really just you and how you're doing that day, and the wind, and the ovens being on, and uh, all the other excuses. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and for you, what has disc golf taught you in life? It's taught me a few things. Just once, you know, I already mentioned it, but just staying patient. Uh, you know, good things will come, you know, you can start off with a plus five and then all of a sudden you end up with a, you know, a minus one, minus two score and you get a whole bunch of birdies. So just staying patient, uh, enjoy the moment, you know, enjoy, uh, enjoy being outdoors, enjoy uh, being with your friends and your family, uh, you know, because life's short and you, you got to enjoy what you're doing. And, uh, you know, if you try your best, you're not always, you're not always going to win. <laughs> you're not always going to, you know, you're not always going to achieve what you're hoping to achieve. And yeah, just not to take things so seriously. It's just a game. Yeah, it's a hobby. You're making time for your hobby. It's a hobby. That's right. <laughs> no, I completely understand. And it, it is a very relaxing game. Like I told you before, I love the idea of just it gliding in the air. Like you put power and it just goes, and then the wind will take it away. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. It's pretty cool. And do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Uh, basically, you have to try this game. It's if you like regular golf, even if you don't like regular golf, it's like it's the best kept secret that's slowly getting known over time. Even my course, I notice it's just it's getting bigger and bigger and there's just more and more people that are playing it. Um, so you really got to just go out and try it. It's nothing like just throwing a Frisbee and you throw it lightly and it glides. It's way different than you think. Um, and that, you know, it's cheap. It's you can play with a lot of people. You never have to wait you know, you just, you go out, you play, there's no like waiting, you know, behind a huge row of people to, to, you know, play the hole or whatever. So that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, just because it's not on TV doesn't mean that, you know, it's not a great sport. Um, it's, it's an awesome game to play and yeah, you don't need a team and yeah, if anybody needs any help, you know, let me know, uh, message me, I'll do my best to help you out. I'll even lend some discs or even just give some discs away. Uh, it's just it needs to get more popular because it's uh, so much fun. A question I forgot to ask you as well is do you wear a glove when you play disc golf or do you prefer just the feel of your hand on the disc? No, there's uh, I don't even think there exists gloves that you can buy for disc golf. So you just you use your bare hands. I mean, I find it much more difficult to throw like in the winter with uh, like even those, you know, really small gloves. Uh, you just can't get the same spin uh, off the disc, especially for putting. So uh, I typically do not use a glove. Yeah, that's completely fair. And having that skin to disc contact, you know how much you're gripping. 
you know, yeah. how much you can actually feel the disc when it's leaving. And then if you're extremely nervous, then you feel the sweatiness and then the sweat just flying off the disc. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, let's say Instagram, Twitter, or even websites or projects you're working on that you would love the listeners to come check out? Yeah. So just uh, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, email, or uh, even YouTube. So for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, it's just just disk JD. Uh, even if you Google search it, you should be able to find me. And my email, it's just disk JD at gmail.com. Perfect. I'll put that in the information below or the description below so people can come click it, show some love, follow, support, and do all of the above. And now for the last question, do you have any questions for me about disc golf? Um, <laughs> do I have any questions for you? Well, have you, uh, you've said you've tried it before. Um, how, how many times have you played? Who'd you play with? What did you have? What did you use kind of thing? Uh, so the number of times I've tried it is probably two or three, but it was probably when I was younger. Haven't tried it recently, but, uh, who I played it? I think it was probably my friends, probably not my family. And, uh, no, I did enjoy it. I just, I guess I didn't do as much research to find where there was courses, but like you said, you can play this pretty much anywhere where there's yeah. like an open field. You can, is it expensive to buy like the actual chain basket? Um, you know, they, again, depends on the quality that you're looking for, just like any product out there. Right. Um, I would say you're looking at about 150 for a basket for a decent one. Um, which is pretty fair. Um, and again, you can move that, but usually they're movable baskets, so you can move them wherever you like. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, easy to kind of make your own course and to buy your own baskets. Actually, speaking of which, is there a reason why they use chain, let's say instead of rope? You know, good question. I think it's just the way it catches the discs. Um, it's something, you know, about that, uh, you know, in, in the winter, they tend to bounce off a little bit more because the chains get a little bit cold. Uh, but uh, I don't know. They just it just catches quite nicely. What's funny is if you've never seen it, one of these baskets before, um, some people, when they see it for the first time, they think it's a place to hook up your bike because it looks, <laughs> it looks like you could take your chain and hook it up. That's what my my father said. He went to uh, Toronto and, there, you know, he's playing on one hole and then all of a sudden, you know, he sees these bikes hooked up to the basket. Like they have no idea what it's used for. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, um, I'd say it's about three feet all the way around uh, wide, I would say. Um, um, they're, they're, they stand out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And they're not for hooking up your bike. Absolutely not. No, definitely <laughs> don't hook up your bike to it, please. And if somebody asks you to remove it, please do. <laughs> I can't imagine like somebody just coming up with their bikes like, this is an odd place to put a bike rack. Okay, I'm just going to leave my bike here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely don't do that. But to most people, I would say no, not to do that. If I had no idea, this is a really stupid like way of thinking about it. If I had no idea what it was, I'd be like, oh, maybe it's a weirdly shaped apple basket, you know, just to. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's different looking for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope it, I hope it gets more, uh, becomes more recognizable and becomes really big because it, it totally deserves it. And what I love about it too is uh, it's just so good for the, good for the environment. You know what I mean? Like you're really, there's no maintenance almost required on the courses except for cutting the grass, uh, no fertilizer required. Uh, the courses are short. You're throwing a disc, how environmentally, environmentally friendly is that sorry that's the geography teacher in me but it's just very it's just very you know good for the planet and uh and why not why not have it uh, grow bigger speaking of which have you ever found a bird's nest in one of these uh, baskets no never bird's nest you will find depending on the course you will find the odd beer can or something something i've seen people leave a beer can on top 
that's uh, an issue that you can sometimes find. Not often, not often. It's just for that, you know, random person who's not, uh, you know, being conscientious to take care of our planet. But uh, but that's about it. It is not a trash can. It is not an oddly no, shaped trash can. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Please don't do that. <laughs> so you guys got to listen to Justin. He is wise. And if you want to learn more about that, you know, just go check out all the links. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Justin, for just coming on and expanding my mind and sharing your love of disc golf. Yeah, thank you so much. It was This is awesome. I love doing this. Love talking about the game. And uh, yeah, go try it out if you haven't. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to find a plate in my kitchen. <laughs> my wife is going to hate me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just, that, won't work, that won't work out too well. No, it will not. But you know what? It will work out if people go check out your link. So if you guys want to learn more about disc golf and Justin, go check out the links there in the description below. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, I accept reviews. Reviews are good. You know, it helps the podcast grow. And if you want to show some more support, I sell merchandise on Redbubble and I also have a Patreon. So all those will be in the description below if you're interested. So once again, thank you so much, Justin. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.